This is Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com. And now here's your host, Steve Teal. Steve Teal, Very Bold Radio and Podcast, excited, pumped up to talk with Rocco Grimaldi of the Nashville Predators and one of my best friends. What is up today, Rocco? Ah, the same thing that's been up the last week, two, three weeks, whatever it's been. <laughs> Just uh, trying to stay sane, finding things to do. How How's that going for you? How's that sanity check? Honestly, it's been fine. I mean, you know me. I, I can find things to do no matter where I'm at or um, you know, what the situation. So uh, I just try to make tasks for every day. And, um, you know, fortunately, I have one of my friends in, in Boston, Garrett Gomez, my best friend. We uh, were able to work out every morning together through FaceTime. And, you know, that's that's something that we do every morning at 1030. So uh, I try to schedule different things throughout the day. So I know I have to work out with him at 1030. Uh, I know I'm going to read my Bible a lot because I've been trying to do a uh, read the Bible in 30 day plan. So that's been taking up at least a couple more hours of the day for me reading that and, you know, just trying yeah. to do different things with Abby and, you know, find things to do. And times actually pass by fairly quickly. Well, that's pretty cool. Well, I want to talk about a lot of different things. And I do want to at least later, you know, your competitive fire and your fuel as well as your wife, Abby's, uh, I see in different ways. One for you. Let's talk about this Bible plan. How did you decide I'm going to read the Bible in 30 days? Um, I do a lot of different plans um, on the Bible app, the Version Bible app. It's got a lot of cool plans you can do. I've been using it for years. Um, and I don't know, maybe a few months ago I was going through just looking for new ones. Sometimes I, I wonder what I should do next. And, and uh, I saw this one that said 30 days shred. And crazy. it was go through the Bible in 30 days. And I was like, wow, that would be, that'd be crazy. <laughs> right? I've gone through it. Uh, I did a plan where it was 90 days and I finished it in 87. And I remember how long that took. And that was like, holy smokes, I finished it in, in like 90 days or less. That was crazy. Right. So I saw this 30 day one. I was like, ah, and you know me, I like a challenge. I was like, ah, that'd be, <laughs> that'd be fun. Maybe, maybe I'll try it this summer when I have, when I have time. And then obviously all the craziness that's happened the last few weeks has happened. And, and once I got home and had to start self quarantining, I was like, you know what? I don't think there's a better time than right now to do it. I don't want to waste the time. I don't want to have idle hands. So let's go ahead and do it. So um, the same guy I was talking about, Garrett, that I work out with, uh, yeah. we both started it together. And uh, it's been great. And like I said, I'm competitive. So not only do I want to finish it in 30, I was like, you know what? <laughs> let's finish it in less. So um, last week I decided, you know what? I'm going to try to go for it in 23. <laughs> so today's day 21. Wow. Um, I'm in John 1 right now. Um, so I'm going to have to basically I'll finish the new Testament in four days. If I, if I do end up doing it in 23. So it's, uh, it's been really cool. I've, it's been like about two or so hours every day of reading. And, um, you know, I listen to it on the audio as I follow along in my hard hardcover Bible. So it's, uh, it's, it's been something I've never, you know, been able to see the Bible in a way in, in this way, just yeah. because you're reading the entire story together yeah. and seeing how things tie together and how books tie together and, you know, reading the new Testament, um, especially though, basically I've read the gospels in two or three days and yeah. right after reading all the prophets, it's pretty interesting to see how those tie together too. So it's, uh, it's been really cool, man. That is really cool. Can you think of, uh, just something else of, as far as how it ties in, or is it mainly about the prophets tying in with, uh, Jesus? 
Well, I think the biggest thing that I've seen, like if I had to describe right now, just from what I'm reading, the, the, to describe the, the Bible in one word, it'd be obedience. Mm. And I, I know a lot of people are going to be like, oh, like, it's not about <laughs> obedience, it's about grace. And it's like, okay, to a point. Like, I feel like in, in our culture today, in Christianity, like, we, we use this word grace in such a loose, in such loose terms. It's like it's a, we use it almost as, as a blanket. Like, oh, I've sinned, I got grace. And it, we just put it on our sin like it's a blanket. But Mm. In reality, like, grace is given, yes, it's given for us to be forgiven of our sins, but it's not just like, here, be forgiven of your sins and just go on, keep doing whatever you want. Yeah, It's like, here, be forgiven of your sins, and now use this grace to change and then to obey. I mean, when I'm going through the Old Testament, going through all the, you know, the children of Israel, going through the wilderness and all the kings, and I can't even tell you how many times, I wish I would have just highlighted how many times he said, obey follow me and all my laws, decrees, and commandments. I mean, he's, he's, he yeah. probably said it at least a thousand times, it seems. I've, I've seen like it, it's almost every chapter that I've read. Yeah. And you can tell how much God wants someone that truly is after his heart, truly wants to do what he tells them to do. And I feel like we sometimes lose sight of that. And that's something that I've seen a lot, and um, especially in the Old Testament, now even in the New Testament. I mean, just reading um, the three Gospels thus far and seeing some of the preachings of John the Baptist and of mm-hmm. Jesus and seeing how they were saying, repent of your sins and follow me. I mean, it wasn't just like, here, be forgiven of your sins, and then that's it. It's like, be forgiven and now change. Yeah. You know? So it's, it's something that I think we overlook a lot as a Christian culture. Man, that is so cool how that is really coming coming at you just as you're reading uh, the entire Bible. When you uh, consider, you know, your own life of faith, whether recently or 20, you know, 10 years ago, 12 years ago, when you look at your own life, where do you feel like, man, I have I have been obedient and God has blessed that as you look back? I mean, it's I think I think it's like really a a day-to-day thing. Yeah. I think the cool thing about our God is that it is a, a daily walk. Yeah. And I've noticed this in my own life. Like we can't get comfortable where we're at ever because sometimes we can be having a great day and thinking like, Oh, I'm walking with the Lord. It's awesome. Go to sleep, wake up the next day and think it's just going to continue on like that. But that's not really how it works. It's a, it's every day you have to die to yourself. You have to go to him I and mean, he's not going to come to you and try to get you to do this and that. And like, he, he's not, um, he doesn't overstep, you know, mm. he's, he's too respectful. He's a gentleman. He's not going to make you do anything. He's not going to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it's a two way street and he wants to be wanted. He wants to be loved. I mean, he also talks about how many times in the Bible he talks about how he's a jealous God, like right. he wants our affection, but he doesn't force us to. Yeah. Um, and so for me, just in my life, it's trying to see every day how you, how you can be obedient. And there's been times obviously where I've missed the mark and he's, I felt like the Holy Spirit told me to do this or to say that to that person or don't do this or whatever. And I've done opposite. And then I'm like, man, I wonder if I just missed out on something. You know, even if it's mm. something really simple, like, here, go go say this to that person. Yeah. And you're like, what? And you don't <laughs> say it. And then you wonder, man, what would have happened if I did, you know? Yeah. So oh, I yeah. think just from an obedience standpoint, it's trying to hear that small voice every day and um, trying to walk in step. And one of the verses that I... I really enjoy, um, I don't remember exactly where it is, I think it's in the Psalms, but that His Word is a lamp to our feet, you know, a light to our path, a lamp to our feet. Mm-hmm. And I said this last week, too, when I was doing an interview, but the cool thing about that verse is that it doesn't say, like, 
the word is a flashlight. You shine a flashlight, and you can kind of see everything in front of you. It just says it's a lamp at your feet. So when I think about it, it, it's only letting us see the next step. It's not letting us see two, three, four steps. It's just a lamp right at your feet. So you can only see where your feet are and what's right in front of your feet. So our relationship with God is basically, okay, God, I can only see the next step, so I'm going to take it. Oh, now I can see the next step, okay, so I have to take it. And it's not him showing you every step that you're going to take. It's literally this relationship, this walk is going to be a slow, gradual process where you're going to literally trust me with every step. Um, And that's something that I'm trying to grow in as well. Man, that's incredible and seems very appropriate for these times that we're in when people are, you know, feeling uh, some uncertainty in job situations and this and that is just, what is God going to show you today? You know, what are you going to do today? And this next step, that is incredible. Man, you are on fire. <laughs> oh, it's, it's just, it's been cool to read. So it's uh, it's been really special. That is awesome. Can you uh, think of an example, put you on the spot as usual, where God has told you just something little like, you know, say this to that person. You mentioned kind of that in general terms. Can you think of an example that you could share with us? Ooh, I, I know. About that. I know. That's a tough one, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but you're you're the guy. You're the guy who can handle <laughs> it. Because <laughs> I feel like there's I feel like there's a couple that are in the back of my brain, but I can't exactly put a finger to what was exactly um, being done or yeah. what exactly needed to, to be said. Goodness, I'm trying to think, but I can't think of it right now on the spot. <laughs> we can come back to it. All right, I'll try to think of it for you. All right, that's awesome. Uh, man, well, this has already been an incredible like sermon. I thought we were going to... You know what? Gonna... I already thought of one. You did. All right, let's hear it, Rocco. All right. <laughs> All right. I thought of one, and it happened just a couple months ago, so I don't know how I didn't think of that. But um, I I believe it was Christmas break. I was flying home from North Dakota. It was Abby's family Christmas this year, and um, she was staying back for another week to hang out with her family, so I went home because I, I had games starting. And so went home, flew home to Nashville, and had to get an Uber back to my place. And on the Uber on the ride home, um, it was a lady driving me in, and we just kind of started talking, and she was really nice and um, was kind of telling me her story and um, had a, a little girl that was sick and had they had to buy mm. different things for her to even be able to eat because things were all messed up. I don't remember the exact details, yeah. but the little girl was having some sort of problem, and it was costing them a lot of money to make sure she had the things that she needed. Um, was raising her by herself, um, had, had lost jobs, had lost friends this, this past year, and just like a lot of heartbreak a lot of really bad things going on with family with friends with her work just a lot of tough tough things yeah and um, i felt the lord tell me that one i should just give her a little something give her give her some money but two that i need to pray for her and i'm not a very you know big person in terms of praying in front of people i don't really love doing that i'm not comfortable doing that yeah but i was like man i feel it like i about 10 minutes into the ride, it's like about 20 minutes drive, and 10 minutes into the ride, I feel I should do it. I'm like, oh, okay, I was kind of just thinking about it, and yeah. as I was listening to her talk, and then after I uh, I got out of the car and went to the back, and she opened the trunk so I get my bags, and I was like, I got to do it. I feel it too strongly. So I just was like, hey, you think I could pray for you real quick? And she was like, oh, my gosh, that'd be amazing. And she started breaking down. She just broke down crying. So I like I prayed for her, and she was just you know, losing it, crying, and I could tell how much it something so simple meant to her and I could tell it was a really hard year for her and that yeah. this was something that was 
was needed. And then I told her, you know what, I, I just felt like the Lord wanted me to tell you to give you a hundred dollars. So, um, wow. I said, here, use this to, to help your, your little girl get the supplies and the things that she needs and whatever. And, and I could tell how much it meant to her. And, and, uh, you know, that was, that was something that I wonder if I didn't do it, yeah. what I would have missed out on what, you know, right. she would have missed out on. Right. Um, so that's just a, a small example of, Doing something you're not comfortable with. Like I said, I'm not comfortable praying in front of people. I don't really like that. Right. Um, but when he tells you to do something, you just better do it. Because I can tell you there's many times where something like that's happened and I haven't done it. And I wonder, what if? Right. I got you. That is amazing. And I, um, what we're just talking about, if you're just joining us, is obedience. And Rocco is reading through the Bible in this U version, sh- The Shred. Uh, it's a 30 day plan to read the Bible. The entire Bible. He, being as competitive as he is, has chosen the number, what a special number, 23, 23 days to read the entire Bible, and uh, he's got a real shot. He was just talking about obedience and gave us a great example of obedience in uh, in your own life. So I want to encourage our Facebook people, if that cut out and you missed it, I want you to subscribe to our Very Bold Radio and podcast to be sure to hear all of Rocco. Uh, man, you, like I said, you're just on fire. I really, I thought we were going to like start off by talking about hockey and stuff because you've had this career year, and then you come and you bring the pulpit, and you bring the Bible, and man, here you go. I just love it. I love it. Dang. Well, I haven't played hockey in a few weeks, but I guess it's not the first thing that comes to mind right now. <laughs> well, I was thinking of our our viewers and our listeners, and I was thinking, I know I have been missing sports in general and definitely March Madness, but hockey is the number one viewing party in my house. Uh, we watch several games a week, and uh, as you know, I watch all, all your games, at least all your shifts if I'm out at work and can't catch the entire game. So I know people are missing it, so I was like, man, we'll talk a little bit of hockey, talk about what a great year you're having, but then the Holy Spirit just said, boom, here we go. And uh, this has been incredible so far. Is there anything else just and, – and we will turn to a little bit of hockey and still a little bit of masked singer. But is there anything else just from your reading the Bible that you feel like God may have put on your heart to share with us? Yeah. So uh, I just read uh, about a month ago a book by John Bevere called Killing Kryptonite. Yeah. And a really good book. But there was one part in it that was really interesting to me and now – going through the Bible, I was able to see it firsthand for myself. He he talks about the kings of Israel, and, and honestly, I really enjoy Samuel King's uh, Chronicles. Well, not not First Chronicles. The Second Chronicles is good, but <laughs> uh, I enjoy all those books a lot. I really like the history and watching how, you know, how different Israel was, depending on who the king was uh, and how they acted. Yeah. And John, in, in his book, talks about how most of the time the Bible talks Either the, the king was evil or the king was good, and we, we just assume that there's two types of kings. Because mm. every time a new king's introduced, it's like, this is Bill, son of Harry, and he was an evil, <laughs> and the Lord said, like, it, it always starts off who he was, who his dad was, and then if he was good or he was evil. Yeah. And John in his book says there wasn't just two types of kings, there were actually three. And he says there was those that were evil, mm-hmm. there were those that were good and followed the Lord with all their heart and, and broke down the idols and, and did everything the Lord wanted. And then there were those that were good, but they didn't take down the idols. They were good, but. Ah. And and so I've seen it, and he shows how each life was different. Obviously, the evil kings had a lot of craziness going on, and 
um, eventually some are even taken into captivity and Israel was destroyed by Babylon and Syria and all these different lands and um, the good kings that were good but they had some good times they had you know good things happen but then something not so great happened because they didn't fully obey God yeah. and then you see the good kings that did everything the Lord wanted and how a lot of them lived at peace just about all of their days um, had healthy lives had whatever good things continuously happen to them you see how just their obedience was shaping how God was was using them yeah. um, in their lives, how they were able to be good kings for their people, how their land was able to live in peace and security, and how what they did affected the entire nation. It's really interesting to me how one person can dictate, I don't remember exactly how many people where they had, but say a million people, how one person's actions yeah. can change the entire dynamic of a million people. Wow. Because when the good kings were good, the entire land of Israel followed the Lord and did what he wanted. When the bad kings were bad, he made the entire land of Israel follow idols and go away from God. And it's it's so important to know that even though you think you're just one person, you can have an impact on a million people, you can have an impact on a thousand people, you can have an impact on just one person. But even if you have an impact on just one person, maybe that one person has an influence of a million. So therefore, right. you have an impact on a million. You know what I mean? Right. I think a lot of yeah. times we don't. We don't see it that way. We think, oh, I'm only having, you know, three people I see every day at the office. But you don't know who sees those three people. Like, everything adds up. And I feel like a lot of times people think their platform's so small. Yeah. But they don't know that sometimes they can influence someone that has a huge platform. They don't even, they won't, they don't even know it. So, like, I, I wonder, like, the person who yeah. had an impact on Billy Graham, I wonder if they ever thought, ah, oh, it's just one person, one kid. And then look at what he did. You know what I mean? Just right. for an example. Right. Yeah, that's a great example. Man, that is good stuff. Dang. No wonder uh, the airwaves aren't liking that we're putting this out because this is some solid good stuff. Uh, man, uh, we're talking to Rocco Grimaldi, NHL player for the Nashville Predators, and not just a player. He's really had a breakout season, breakout year. Uh, this year for the Preds, really been given more an opportunity to – to really, man, just play like he can play, which you, if you've ever watched him play, if you're a fan, you know um, he's incredible. And what you're hearing right here is you see that competitive fire you see on the ice, how he never gives up, how he always goes hard. And then it's really exciting just to hear that that's how he is with his faith. And, and I know that firsthand, of course, uh, that is how you are, and that's inspiring to us just to think about, man, you could just be sitting back. Uh, I'm not saying you're not getting in a video game or two, but uh, you could be doing that the entire time. But here you are like, man, here's this time. I'm going to be passionate for God. I'm going to seek him. I'm, I'm going to know him better, and, and God is sure blessing us because of that. Yeah, just like I said, I don't want to have idle hands and doing nothing. I feel like a lot of people might look at this as, kind of free time or maybe some even a waste of time. But um, I feel like this can be a really beneficial time if you look. It's really all about your perspective. Yeah. I mean, it's a, and obviously it's a corny um, thing to say, but like the half, the glass half full, glass half empty, you know. It's, but it really is about your perspective. I mean, um, it's just how you use the time. And I understand there's a lot of people that are going through some really tough things. Like obviously we, right. we're not going through you know, anything tough. Like it stinks to be at home, but honestly that's not a big deal. Right. compared to people who are losing their jobs or not able to pay their bills or can't get groceries. And, and I definitely, I feel, I feel for them. Like I have a heart for that and that's terrible. So that's totally different than what I'm saying. Uh, I mean, I'm saying just more for people who are kind of sitting at home and just watching TV and doing nothing and just yeah. waiting for it to end. Like 
that's not really the, the right mindset. Right. I mean, I'm, I know God saw this hap- coming, so it's not like right. this is surprising to him. Right. Um, but I feel like he's curious to see what our response is in this situation. So, Man, that's a good word, too. That's a good word, Rocco. You're on fire. All right, uh, do me a favor, and let's, uh, in the last four or five minutes we got, talk a little bit, even if, uh, man, I love your focus on God right now, but talk a little bit for some of the hockey fans that have been in your corner and have been excited to see, you know, 66 games in the season. You've got 31 points, 10 goals, 21 assists. Uh, you've just been crushing it. Um, as you look back on this season so far, uh, you know, what, what kind of memories do you uh, just kind of highlight for us? What's been really exciting about this year? Um, I think it's it's just building on what happened last year. Um, I mean, you you obviously have seen it closer than just about anybody, but the journey that I've had to, to get to where I'm at. But it was a long journey to even to make the team, to get on the team last year, to yeah. get called up. And uh, we've talked about it many times. I mean, just healthy scratch as many games as I played for yeah. the beginning of the, the season and then eventually earning a spot and then losing it again once we traded for guys and getting it back and getting hurt. And then getting put back in when I was healthy again, right into game two of the playoffs, and then um, having a good playoff run. And yeah, and, good know, playoff just like, run. <laughs> it's just it's just nice to to build off of yeah what I did last year and and try to prove to people that wasn't a fluke or um, it wasn't just a lucky you know playoff series that he had. Um, it's such a small sample size, etc. That I've heard from people. It's just. I'm trying to prove that I can do it at this level, like I've done it in every level in the past. Right. Um, and, you know, I, I've been able to, to, to move up the lineup and be trusted with more and have more opportunities, and I've done well with those opportunities. And, um, I mean, that's, that's just what our sport is, and that's really what life is. It's about waiting for your opportunity, but when it does come, you got to be ready for it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I've had to wait for a while for different opportunities, but – um, both Lavi and Heinze, um, both of our coaches have given me opportunities to do things, and I think I've done a good job with them. And um, I'm going to keep doing the best that I can with whatever I'm given, and then you know, obviously, continue to hope for more and, and be ready whenever that happens. Man, that's awesome! Well, congratulations to uh, signing that two-year contract. Uh, seemed like pretty good timing on the season, pretty good timing for the Preds, and pretty good timing for you. Yeah, looking at it right now, especially, it's, it seems like it was really good timing. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's we're we're excited about it. We're happy to be here for a couple more years, and um, this has been a just a city that's really taken us in. It's been a team and organization that's really taken us in, um, both Abby and myself, and we've we've really loved it here and been able to to have good friends on the team and, and have good friends even away from the rink, people that we've met through church and whatever else. And um, we're excited. We have a really good team here, and we're um, we're just really I thought starting to play. Um, our best hockey, yeah. just getting into a playoff spot, and then all this happens. But um, the season's technically not over yet. You never know what could happen. There's obviously a lot of things that I'm sure are being discussed of what to do. So right. I'm sure all the players would, would love to come back and finish the season, and obviously as, as soon as possible. But, um, yeah, we're going we're gonna to have a good team this year. We're going to have a good team for the next who knows how many years. We have a good team for a long time. So uh, I'm excited to be around a team that is going to you know, potentially play for a Stanley Cup every year, and you know that's why you play. Right, right, man. That is exciting. Well, all right, let, let's close with this. Uh, just a little bit of, I mean, you and Abby are kind of uh, masked singer whisperers to me. 
I mean, you guys have been crushing it. This is the reality TV show where uh, they put people in elaborate costumes, crazy costumes, where you can't see who they are. You just have to recognize them by clues and by their voice. And uh, you guys have been enjoying that, and you've been crushing it. What's the scoop? How are you doing this? <laughs> uh Abby's probably the MVP. I've gotten in trouble, but she's the one who knows the people by their voices. I mean, it's it's pretty easy for her when it's when it's an actual singer um, that she would know. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's it's been pretty easy for her. So yeah, we we have Hulu, and um, they only have seasons two and three on there, not season one. So we're like, ah, oh, whatever. We'll start with two. We watched two, and then we looked on our TV, and like the on-demand had season one. So like, oh my gosh, now we gotta so we'll watch season one, even though we already know who won because it told us in season two who won season one. I'm like, ah, oh, that stinks, but whatever. So yeah, now we're in season three, and the Grimaldis and the Teals are having a battle, which I don't think is even a battle because we're so right and you guys are so wrong. But uh, yeah, we, we know. Let's see. Yeah, we 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 got right the the T Rex. We got the turtle. We know who the turtle is. Way, way, way. Someone else is ridiculous. <laughs> uh, we know who the kitty is, and we know who the white tiger is. So, and the astronaut. So actually, we got five. Oh my goodness! Well, so, I, I'm glad you got four. It sounds like that's pretty good. Uh, and you're, you're definitely beating the teals if you guys wind up with four. But uh, you know, the the big championship this year is who gets the turtle right. And I, I got to say, I am nervous because I know Abby has an incredible ear as a musician, a singer-songwriter. So that does make me really nervous that she's so convinced. I mean, that's... Too late. We already had a wager. <laughs> yes, it's true. It's true. And I'll, and I'll even tell you, I'd never even heard of this, yeah? this show until after the Super Bowl. I'd never even heard of this show. And that was the, the first episode of season three. Never even heard of it. Yeah. And... Obviously, I'm sure like most of America, you just sat down to watch what the heck is going on here and kind of figured it out. When that turtle came on, we knew from five seconds of him opening his mouth. This Stop is months it. ago. Five seconds, like, that's for sure this guy. Stop it. I'm not going to say who it is, but that's for sure this guy. So now we're watching it again. 100% it's still him. Ah. And you see the clues, and it just totally puts it together. And Steve's getting nervous because he knows we're right. <laughs> I, am getting, I am getting a little nervous. <laughs> I am, but I've also seen some clues that go towards the guy that uh, we are praying and hoping it is somehow this guy. <laughs> We're praying and hoping. <laughs> <laughs> you can't change halfway through the competition, Teal. She just got me a little bit nervous because you guys are so convinced, but we're sticking by it. Yeah. We know the turtle's going to be around for a little while, we feel like, just because uh, whoever it is is a very good singer. And I, yeah, yeah, we are just hoping. So, um, yeah, so we'll see. But I do concede you guys are definitely going to win the overall championship. We just want that one, you know, the turtle. We want the championship there. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I know. I know you're not too worried about it. So, all right, uh, man, I really appreciate you taking the time. I do know you've put together a good schedule, and this is in the middle of some of the stuff that you're trying to get done. Uh, but I just uh, love you guys and appreciate who you are um, in my life and in our family's lives. Also for Very Bold, uh, just am really grateful for all that you guys are and what you mean to us. 
And it is a blessing and an honor um, to be in your guys' corner and just see God work and do things uh, that bless many people. And I'm excited about, you know, the next several years as that continues to expand. From the first time I met you, you know, I said, you know, gosh, this guy's the Tim Tebow of hockey. And, uh, you know, I know we're going to be talking about a lot of things that God has already put on your heart down the road, but it's going to be exciting to see. And I just think a lot of people, um, hockey fans or not, need to be uh, in your corner. And if they're music fans or not, they need to be in Abby's corner because really, like we've said and your mama said and uh, all of us have said, the best is yet to come, and we're just really thrilled to be a part of it. So we love you guys, and thank you so much for taking time to be on Very Bold Radio and Podcast. And, uh, man, bless the heck out of us with uh, your message from the Lord today. Well, thanks. Always good talking to you. Love you, brother. (laughs) All right. Love you, love Abby, and uh, I will talk to you very soon. I'm sure tonight I'll hear something about the masked singer, right? 100%. 100%. I'll have to watch the episode from last night on Hulu. I know you guys have almost caught up. It's pretty exciting. It's pretty exciting. I so. know. We're finally there. <laughs> All right. That's Rocco Grimaldi and Abby Grimaldi in the background. We'll talk to her soon. Um, I know she's doing some great things with her songwriting. I can't wait to hear about that, too. So we love you guys, and uh, take care. Talk to you super soon. <laughs> All right. Have a good one. Yeah, I just want to say to our Facebook Live people that hopefully are still with us, I, I just want to remind them, if if you heard Rocco's message today, you know he is very bold, uh, very bold in his faith and very bold in his obedience. And you have your gifts that God has called you to do. God has called you to do something today to bless or love somebody just to hear the voice of God, listen for it, and see what God is directing you to do. And then you have your opportunity to be very bold because no matter what is going on around us, no matter what the circumstances, we still have such a great, great hope. You understand? The Apostle Paul wrote about it in 2 Corinthians 3.12. He said, therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. We are very bold. Hey, I want to remind you to subscribe to the podcast too. So uh, go to your platform and find Very Bold Radio and Podcast with Steve Teal. Man, what a blessing today. Love you guys. Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to verybold.com for information and updates and email steve at verybold.com. <laughs>